0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Full-Time Wedding Pro Podcast. My name is Peyton Helm. I am your host for this podcast. And pretty much what this podcast is, this is the very first episode of the Full-Time Wedding Pro Podcast. And I am so, so excited. This is currently being live-streamed inside of my Full-Time Wedding Pro Facebook group. So if you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, or if you're watching the replay on YouTube, uh, hello, Hi, you can see me if you're on video. My name is Peyton Helm. Again, I'm a wedding photographer based out of East Tennessee, um, and I am about to move to West North Carolina. So if you're watching this in the future, I am based out of West North Carolina. Um, It is great to have you here. Great to see you. Um, All of my members who are watching this live inside of my Facebook group, it is great to see you guys here as well. Um, Real quick, since this is the first episode of this podcast, I want to give a little bit of like a, a... background or more of an introduction into what this whole thing is going to be. So pretty much full-time wedding pro in essence is Uh, mostly inside of a Facebook group called Full-Time Wedding Pro on Facebook. Um, It's a group that I own. It's a group that I go live in every single Monday, giving out amazing tips. Well, amazing in my opinion, um, tips to help grow your wedding photography or your wedding videography business. I focus mainly on using paid advertising to get weddings booked, but I also teach a whole bunch of other things like pricing, identifying your ideal client type, website design, and all kinds of other fun stuff. So if you are wanting to learn more about how to grow your wedding photography business, you want to listen to this podcast. We're going to be releasing two episodes per month indefinitely, as long as I can actually do these live streams and I'm not insanely busy or the internet doesn't go out like happened to me two weeks ago. Uh, So we're going to be doing this twice a month. And if you guys want to learn more, you want to have a little bit more of an ongoing conversation with me, actual one-on-one interaction, um, both with me and with other people in the group. What I want you to do is go to fulltimeweddingpro.com. And even some of you group members watching right now, you can do that too because I have some testimonials on there. But if you go to fulltimeweddingpro.com, you're actually able to join the Facebook group 100% for free. It doesn't cost anything to join the group. Um, And then you can also see some of our student testimonials from people who are number one in the group and also in my paid mentorship program because they are doing amazing with booking weddings. And I'm so, so proud of all the people in here who are working hard and getting results and showing up for their business. But... That is the end of my pitch. Let's go ahead and dive into what we're going to be diving into here, which tonight is how to build a successful wedding photography or wedding videography business. We're going back to the fundamentals, guys. This is going to be really, really fun. Um, Obviously, if you hear me uh, shouting out some comments here, it's because obviously this is live streamed. So I'm going to be answering some questions as this live stream is going. This is going to be super, super awesome. Um, A lot of stuff we're going to be talking about tonight. Kind of in a nutshell, here's here's what we're going to be covering. Number one is obviously the most important part, which is client experience and like actually creating really really good work, right? Getting your image copy amazing, image copy, image quality amazing, and then also uh, making amazing films if that's what you're doing as well. I know most of you guys are photographers probably watching this. Um, but number one, obviously most important to getting things started off with your wedding photography or wedding videography is delivering an amazing client experience. So we're going to be talking about that. Number two, we're going to be talking about, um, actual, like your branding side of things, right? So we're going to be diving into how to identify your ideal client type, which I actually did a live stream last week about, um, so some of my group members, you guys saw that. Um, some super, super awesome content inside of that live stream. I'm going to be touching on that briefly inside of this one as well. Um, So obviously identifying your ideal client is huge. Website design is also a must if you are getting your branding down, right? So we're going to be talking a little bit about website, a little bit about CRM software, and a little bit about pricing in the second part of tonight's live stream. And then number three, we're going to wrap things up with marketing. So that's going to be all about um, both paid and free advertising to get weddings books. So that way you can book out your calendar for 2022, 2023, and so on. Um, somebody corrected me the other day. I think in one of my live streams, I said like, book out your 2021. And I, for some reason, I guess I thought it was still 2020. Um, we are in 2021 and 2022 is what I'm talking about. So uh, hopefully this will be able to help you guys out with booking out your 2022 and 2023 and maybe you do want to shoot like a winter wedding because we're uh almost halfway through october which is crazy it feels like october just started um but if you want to book out your 2021 if you want to shoot some winter weddings maybe some of this stuff will help you guys out too um i am getting some comments rolling and so i'm going to read some of these so Kimberly said i definitely want to be that person who turns client who i def wait i definitely want to be that person who turns clients away okay yeah it it Okay. I When I first read that, I was like, wait, you want to turn clients away? But I get it. You want to turn clients away because you have so many weddings booked. I got you. It is a great problem to have Gimbalin, So that's amazing. Um, Jasmine said, I just shot my first wedding video on Saturday. Congratulations. Uh, I hope it was awesome. Um, and I can't wait to see it because I know I follow you on Instagram. So I can't wait to see that come out. Um, and Jasmine said, I have a wedding on New Year's Eve. That's super fun. We were supposed to have a wedding on New Year's Day in 2020, but Um, it got rescheduled actually not because of COVID, which is funny. Um, so that didn't happen, but, um, anyway, it's great to see you guys here. Thank you so much for being here. Obviously anybody who's watching this live or on the replay, and we're going to go ahead and dive in. So one of the number one, um, I guess probably like arguably the most important part of being able to run and build a a web. Yeah. I can't talk uh, a successful wedding photography business is obviously delivering an amazing client experience. And this is honestly something that I've been wanting to talk about a little bit more um, because from all of the people that I talk to inside of this paid group, sorry, this free group, and then also my paid mentorship program is like, you know, the, they have the website and social media stuff down, right? And they can also shoot really good images, but they might not know how to deliver the best client experience. And client experience is really something that I dove into hard in 2021. Because in 2020 and 2019, if you guys don't know my backstory, like in 2019, I was really, really new to weddings. In 2020, I kind of grew that a little bit more and I was getting used to shooting. Um, and now in 2021, thanks to ads last year, our business just completely exploded. So I really had, to get client experience down to a science. And I really do feel like I have um, and it's something that uh, I've wanted to teach as well. So it is taught inside of my paid program, but it's something that I haven't really touched on very much in kind of like the free content sense that I do inside of this group. So that's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit here first, and that's delivering an amazing client experience. And just uh, for full transparency sake, I have like no notes written down about it. I'm just going to be going like full rant, full rant mode and full riff mode for you guys. Um, because I feel like whenever I do that specifically, the most truthful things come out. Um, and it, it's a little bit less structured. So if you guys are excited again, drop a comment down below, let me know. But in essence, <clears throat> delivering a amazing client experience, it goes beyond so much, so much beyond just having amazing photographs, right. Or having an amazing wedding video. Um, the whole, like my business itself, if you go to Peyton you can see my photography and my videography business. Like Almost nowhere on the actual website do I talk about like, number one, my expertise as far as how many weddings I've shot, but number two, like the technical aspects of how I create an amazing image. The only thing that obviously I show my images, but the only thing that I really talk about is the kind of experience that I deliver to my couples, right? And for me personally, my experience that I deliver to my couples is something that, again, I've worked really, really hard on, and I have it kind of set down to a specific formula, right? So on my website, if you guys want to go creep on it, go for it. My uh, my kind of tagline, like my, my promise, my brand promise is what I call it is candid, authentic, and adventurous wedding photography for couples who love to have fun. That's kind of like the tagline, my mission statement on my website, if you will. And I came to that conclusion because when I first started getting into wedding photography, I was a really big follower of Taylor Jackson. And he always, always talked about like candid, candid, candid moments are one of the best um, ways to photograph weddings. And it's something that I kind of... um, gravitated towards because I had photo shoots in the past. Like whenever I was in like high school and college, I went to prom, I got senior portrait done, and all that um, fun stuff. And while my photographer was amazing, I, it was very much like traditional photography because it was several years ago. Um, and it was like, you know, put your arms around each other, smile and, uh, that's pretty much it. Like we'll do a couple different poses, but it was really like, you know, move your head at the 45 degree angle and angle your body towards this way. And like, it was really, really stiff. And I feel like looking back, I didn't really understand anything, but like looking back, I look at those images and I can definitely see how orchestrated they were in not a great way. Like he, I was very stiff. The photographs were just kind of plain and normal and like, Hey, I'm just looking at the camera smiling. Um, and while that may have been popular a long time ago, I really do feel like the market right now for weddings is super, super focused on candid um, moments that are like the in between moments, like not the super, super post stuff. Like, obviously, we'll do the uh, um, like put your arms around each other and smile. Like, we have to have at least one of those every single wedding because that's what like all the family members usually print out and put on their fireplaces. Um, so we always get that one. But usually, whenever me and Hannah, Hannah is my fiance, for all of you guys don't know. Um, she shoots weddings with me. Whenever we do weddings together, like we are really focused on creating a lot of movement in our images, creating a lot of moments inside of our posing, um and and not really focusing too much on like, the, hey, put your arm up here and smile and and do all this crazy fun stuff um, or crazy not fun stuff, I should say. So, and obviously i'm just talking about one aspect here but as far as posing goes like i really do focus in on creating a lot of movement jasmine said my favorite is using a prompt to get genuine laughs like look at the person uh who is blank and we adore hannah i also adore hannah she's great um (laughs) so yeah and actually actually i can show you guys some of my favorite like go-to prompts if you guys want me to because whenever i'm shooting um either engagement sessions or like on um like wedding days, what I do is if I'm really vibing with a couple, I have like a, I don't know if you guys can see this or not on the, on the video you can, but I have like a folder on my phone that I have like go to actual poses for, but I also have some posing prompts in here too. Um, And like, this isn't something you have to pay for, by the way, like I literally found a list of posing prompts on Google, just doing like five minutes of research. Um, but some of the the fun ones that I go through, I'm actually going to read them right now. Um, we do the kissing game. So, I'll, and obviously I do these dependent on the type of couple that I'm photographing. So this is really important to keep in mind. And I'll get into identifying your ideal client here in a minute. But like some of the posing prompts that we do is like a uh, kissing game, kiss your partner in three places that aren't on the mouth. That's usually like. Um, You can get some really cute and like laughable moments in that one. Something that's really similar to that too is um, something that a lot of photographers do. And it's like having your couple's, um, like whisper having specifically if it's a guy, unless it's a gay wedding, um, like having the guy whisper in a sexy voice, um, to his fiance or wife, um, like, you know, it's a sexy shopping list or something like that. Um, usually like I I like doing that one. If, um, it's kind of hard to get the couple to laugh and kind of let loose a little bit. I like going to that one because it's really easy. Um, but typically I can usually get those laughs and those smiles. If you connect with the couples on an emotional level, which I will talk about in a second, Um, obviously you can do that. There's so many I have on here. It's like hard to pick and choose which ones. Um, one that's really sweet is to hug each other. Like they won't see each other for six months. I love that one. Um, butterfly kisses on each other's cheeks, um, play with each other's hair. You can do like a tickle fight, which is usually really freaking funny. Um, walk around, uh, with each other, like arms around each other while, um, pretending that they're drunk is usually a really fun one. Um, one that I absolutely love is slow dancing. And bonus points, if you ask your couple, or if you know what your couple's favorite song is, you can play that song. Like, I'll give you guys an example of where we did this. I shot this wedding. I mean, Hannah shot this wedding in Burnsville, North Carolina, uh, which is where we're moving to, by the way, which is crazy that I'm even saying that. Um, But so we shot this wedding uh, in Burnsville, North Carolina, and the couple decided to uh, not do a first dance. They were going to, but they ended up not doing it, I think, or something happened, they they didn't do a first dance. Um, I think actually it was because the church they got married in didn't allow dancing. Um, I think that was probably the reason, I'm not 100% sure, but they didn't do a first dance. So what we did was we took them out to this location where we're gonna do intimate pictures for the wedding day. Um, And what we did was I asked, I think their mom, one of their moms, um, what their first dance song was gonna be and she told me. So I surprised the couple, I had them slow dance and I played that song. Um, and it was really, really, really sweet and we got some amazing images from it. So if you guys want to do something like that, um, and surprise your couples, that's something that will probably get you a really good review. Just letting you guys know, um, just a little bit of posing, uh, guides here um we usually do like the lift and spin your partner around run around and play tag literally i found these on i just did a google search um Kimberly says pinterest yeah definitely get on pinterest and look at some posing prompts if i'm really vibing with my couple and like i i really have like established a emotional connection with them what i'll do is i will show them this and usually it's after we've already gone through a lot of the poses that i go to and I say like, hey, look through this and let's do any poses that vibe with you guys. And it's pretty much like showing them a Pinterest board like right there. And usually uh, the women that we're photographing, photographing women like love it. So I like doing that with some of my couples. Again, not all of them. because Some of the couples that we shoot are a little bit more traditional, but it's just really, really fun for those adventurous and outgoing couples um, that, that showing them that usually really comes up um, and results in amazing photographs. So what else can you do for client experience other than just posing? Right. Um, one of the main things we do is whenever we book a couple, like, first of all, Our client experience doesn't begin when they book us. We deliver an amazing client experience before they pay us a retainer or before they sign our contract. So it starts when they come, when they see an advertisement, if that's what we're doing, to our website. We're rolling out the red carpet for them. We're letting them know that this is everything that we're going to do for them. Whenever they do inquire, we treat them like gold, right? We send them an immediate text message or an email. We get them on a FaceTime or a Zoom call and literally like a lot of photographers do consultations, like they could do in person or they can do over the phone and they treat it like a sales call. I don't treat it like a sales call. Sales obviously happen from it, but my, like literally when I, I can't talk, whenever I go into a consultation call, I'm going in there with the purpose to get to know the couple, not to sell them on a wedding package. Like, obviously that would be amazing, but I'm really, really picky with the type of couples that we work with because I really only want to work with couples that I really do feel like I will have an amazing emotional connection with. So whenever I'm on a call, coming from that mindset, the couples can sense it. And they're like, okay, this person doesn't just care about taking our money and shooting our wedding. Like they actually want to make sure that we're going to get an amazing result from this, both on the experience side and from the images side or the video or whatever you're doing. So whenever we're on the call, I use that time and usually it's 45 minutes to an hour. I've gone longer um, just depending on like, if we're really, really like vibing with the couple. But on that call, I am getting to know them like as much as I can. I'm asking them how they met. I'm asking them what they do for a living. I'm asking them how they... Um, got engaged. I'm asking them what all they want from their wedding photography, what all they want from their dream wedding in general. We talk about venues. We talk about locations, literally like everything. Like I'm treating it as if I was going on a first date with the couple, um, which we have done by the way, which is really funny. Um, me and Hannah were up in, um, where were we? It was like, uh, it was up in like where Chesapeake Bay area is um, shooting a beach elopement or not elopement. It was a beach engagement session. Um, And we literally like went out with our couple before the shoot to eat. It was really funny. Um, But literally that's like, that's what we treat our calls. Like, like we actually talk to the couple if it's just me it's just me if it's both of us it's both of us but like we talk to the couple we get to know them and we make sure that we're going to be able to provide them a great experience by making sure that they are somebody that we can be best friends with that's the number one thing we look for and i promise you guys if you do that and you don't just take any wedding that comes to you you're going to have such um you're going to be de- eh, you're going to be able to deliver a much higher quality um, client experience and your couples will know that obviously throughout the process of just like from booking to wedding, we don't just ignore them. Like we continually follow up with them. We engage with them on social media. Um, I, th- I really feel like that is absolutely huge. Like we actually talk to them. We don't just like ignore them for like a year. Um, we do engagement sessions. Obviously we do. We follow up. We ask them questions. We stay on top of it. We help them plan if they need help planning. And then when it comes to the actual wedding, this is where, The client experience really makes a difference here. And it's on the wedding day. Being a videographer, sometimes we we used to charge or we used to just offer videography services. Like if they wanted photo, we do it. If they wanted photo video, we do it. And then if they just wanted video, we do it. We don't just do wedding films now because we have had the experience of working with other wedding photographers. And um, I don't really want to put anybody down, but they weren't the best at delivering a client experience or a vendor experience, if um, if that's, that's pretty much all I want to say. So I have seen and I've worked with a lot of photographers that really um, stress the couple out. And it's usually on me at that point to go in and to make sure that the couple is not stressed out. So if you're the type of photographer that's really uptight, and I've worked with coordinators who do this too, like it's not just photographers. Um, if you're working with a couple... Stress and anxiety are two of the most prevalent emotions on a wedding day. If they're having a normal wedding, if it's an elopement, it's a little bit different. But on a typical wedding day, like your couples are typically going to be really anxious, really nervous, and really stressed out. So everything you can do to mitigate that stress is something that you should actively and proactively do. Um, And it's kind of hard to put this into words a little bit, but it kind of just goes into having a calm persona on the wedding day. You don't have to be super outgoing. I'm definitely not if I don't want to be. Um, And like just telling your couples like, hey, we're gonna like, we're in this together. Like I am here with you for eight, 10 hours and I'm gonna do my absolute best to make sure that you have an incredible time right? I don't over photograph people. Cause I feel like a lot of photographers do that. Like we, we actually make sure they have fun on their wedding day. We keep them calm about the wedding timeline because coordinators and planners sometimes don't do a great job at doing that. Um, and we just try to make sure the couple has fun. One thing that I love to do, um, I, I can't do this every wedding, but if, <clears throat> if we have some extra time, let me get a drink. Oh, my voice. One thing that I love to do, um, Usually after like we do intimate photos, one thing that I like to do is tell the couple like, hey, um, take five, 10 minutes and just go in a room alone and just be with each other. Because I feel like whenever we're shooting weddings and I've gotten in this kind of mode too, like we're like, okay, let's get this photo. Let's do this photo. Let's do this photo. Like we have to do these things. And we kind of forget that like these people just got married. Like they just started their lives together and they have, if it's a normal wedding, they have like no alone time on the wedding day. Um, whether it's, we're there or whether it's like the bride, the bridal party's there, or family or whatever. So I've done this at a, at a few weddings. Um, I can't do it at every wedding. Cause sometimes we are a little bit strapped for time. Um, but I will ask the couple, like, after we do I'm like, Hey, do you guys want to like take five or 10 minutes and just like be with each other? And almost every time they're like, yes, please. Um, and then I'll like stand guard and make sure nobody interrupts them. So that's something that you can really, uh, do. And, um, what am I trying to say here? Like It also kind of eases the tension of the day a little bit because whenever, I feel like whenever they're getting married, all they really want to do is just focus on their partner. Like they obviously want to have a party. They probably don't want to have a photo shoot, um, but they really do want to focus on their partner. Now I've had couples that we've shot that like, they are all in on the photos. Like they're like, let's do this. Let's do this. Like, I don't care. I want amazing photos. And those are great. But I'd say for the majority of couples, it's really, really important to make sure that they have some one-on-one alone time and then they actually enjoy their wedding day and you're not just taking them out constantly to shoot photographs. Um, I'm getting some comments in here, so I'm going to read through these. Uh, Kimberly said, do you have a general outline of what you ask during your calls or meets to get the information you're looking for? How do you pump them up? I do um, kind of have like a general outline. So that's actually something I teach in my mentorship program, Um, but kind of in essence, Like I don't have a script or anything. It's really just like, I, I want to get to know them. So you, you would like try to imagine going on a first date with your couples and like, what would you ask them if wedding photography, like obviously wedding photography is important in the conversation, but what would you ask them if like, they were just your friends? Like if you were just getting to know them, what kind of questions would you ask them? What kind of questions I would ask them is where are they from? Um, how long have they been together? How did they meet? How did they get engaged? What was their proposal story? Um, you know, like, what do they do for a living? What are their hobbies? Like, and it kind of sounds like, um, that stuff isn't important when you're in the realm of talking about wedding packages, but it is, and it is, if you're really putting the importance on working with couples that, you know, you're going to be able to be best friends with. So if that, hopefully that answers your question. Um, I don't really have like a set outline. I mean, I kind of do, but, whenever I'm getting on a phone call, it's really laid back, like really laid back. Like I literally am just meeting them. Um, And then if a sale happens, obviously I will um, go through like a wedding package. I will tell them, well, first I'll ask them what they want from a wedding package and like what their ideal situation would be. Sometimes they don't know how to answer that. So I'll guide them. Um, And then I'll either show them my most popular package or create a custom package for them if they know what they want. And then I'll invite them to uh, sign up and book us if only if I really do feel like we would be a good fit because like I said, I I am not wanting to book every single wedding because if we did, we'd probably shoot 60 weddings a year uh, and it would just be chaos. So um, like if you're getting, if you're in a position, obviously your marketing needs to be down here um, to to get that many inquiries where you can be cheesy, but like, I just really do feel like that's super important. So hopefully that answers your question. Uh, Jasmine said my last couple got stressed from the DJ. I have definitely had, uh, DJ horror stories before. Um, so I feel you there. Kimlin said it's their day. We need to treat them like royalty. Exactly. Jasmine said, when are you and Hannah getting married? Um, we're getting married January 18th of 2023. We are eloping in Florida. Um, we are going to have pretty much just like really um, close friends and close family and officiant and then our photographer and videographer. Um, so that is when we are getting married. <laughs> so wrapping it back um, number one, the most, I can't believe I'm only on the first point here. Um, number one is delivering an amazing client experience. Um, it, it's really, really important. Actually, I'm not done. Okay. Let me, let me, okay. So the client experience doesn't end on the wedding day. So let me touch on this briefly too. And then we'll move on to the second thing. Um, the, so let me increase my brightness here. Cause I'm getting a little dark cause it's, uh, the sun is setting where we're at right now. Nope. There we go. Okay. So, um, what we do is whenever we shoot a wedding um i will typically <clears throat> i can't talk guys oh for those of you who don't know um we shot a wedding in the rain and i got super sick from it so i'm still like my voice is still recovering um so <laughs> anyway uh, after we shoot a wedding i will typically go through i don't tell the couple i'm going to do this because i don't want to like um disappoint them if i can't do this but i'll typically deliver sneak peek photos i'll choose like five to ten images Uh, and then just like edit them really quickly. I just throw some presets on them. And, uh, obviously I'll do a little bit of editing, but, um, send them to them in a gallery and say like, Hey, here's your sneak peeks. It was so fun working with you guys. Um, I will also, I will also use that opportunity to get reviews because it is right after the wedding day and they are super, super pumped, especially if you knocked it out of the park. Um, and then delivering them images, especially if you can do it within like 24 hours, um, Which, you know, if you're shooting like double and triple wedding weekends, that's not going to be doable and it's fine if it's not. But like within the first week, if you can deliver sneak peeks um, and then like ask them for a testimonial, you will get amazing freaking testimonials, um, just something you guys know. So that's something that you could do as well. And then also like just kind of um, how should I say this, like giving them a set time frame. With images, that's really easy because usually you can knock out a wedding within like one to two months um, as long as you're not like crazy busy for a wedding video, though, like you know, I've seen wedding films take up to six months to do. So just kind of letting your couples know and giving them an expectation of how long it is going to take to do the full gallery. If you do them or if you if you do them, if you say that to them on the wedding day, um, typically they are uh, really receptive to it and they're OK to know that sometimes it does take a little bit of uh amount of time to get their photos back or their video back. Gimlin said, Peyton would, how would this apply? If you're a second shooter, if you're a second shooter, you don't really have to worry about the actual like expectations of delivering photos or sneak peeks. Um, I would just talk to your, to your main photographer, if that's the case, like they're probably going to deliver sneak peeks. Um, I wouldn't send the couple like your photos cause that's kind of crossing the line a little bit, but, um, As far as delivering a a great client experience, if that's what you're asking, it's all the same stuff, right? You're just not the lead photographer. Um, And, you know, that's something that it depends on who you're working with on um, and also what your experience level is as far as like how much you can jump in. But whenever you're working with a photographer, and I know this from experience because sometimes like half of our weddings, Hannah's booked and half of the weddings I've booked. So I'm not always the lead shooter. Usually Hannah is, or I am, or, and we switch. So usually one of us is this first and one of us is the second. So when you're working for a second, just let them take the reins. And then if you have anything you can add to the client experience, do so. Um, there, There is like, you can't have enough of a good client experience, if that makes sense. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, But as far as like kind of wrapping everything up, just make sure that you are providing an amazing client experience. That is the most important part of this entire video right now is delivering an amazing client experience because that is what's going to get you not only referrals, but also amazing reviews. And it's going to like ensure that you have a lifelong valuable wedding photography business. So that is the first and most important um thing that i wanted to touch on now i'm going to take a quick water break um for like two seconds if you guys have questions drop them in the comments i might have to do a part two to this um i don't know how long we're going to go but we're, we're just going to go we're going to riff so if you guys have questions drop them down below and i will answer them Let me make sure we're still going yep yep We are. If you guys don't have questions, I will move on. If you guys are all good, let me know. I think we're probably all good. Peyton, just keep hanging out with us. I will always hang out with you guys every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I will hang out with you guys. So number two, we're going to talk about branding here. All right. This is getting a little bit more, uh, I guess, technical if we want to talk technicalities. So this is going to be some things that you guys can do in your business to get your branding down right now, as far as the first thing that I have written down here is identifying your ideal client type. Now, what I'm going to say for you guys just to save us a little bit of time here is if you are in the Facebook group, go to the guides section. It's under like the, the main, I mean, it just says guides on it. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, and there is a replay there of the live stream that I hosted last week. Um, actually, no, there's not. Well, I will put it in there after we get off tonight. Cause I, I just looked and it's not in there. Um, so my bad, but there is going to be a replay of the, how to, um, work with your dream clientele. That's the, the live stream that I did last week. Um, so as far as identifying your ideal client type, go watch that live stream. Cause it is amazing. The stuff that I talked about in there, I talked about identifying your ideal client branding around it, and then also pricing around it. So go watch that video. But, um, as far as the value that I can put into this live stream and this podcast tonight, identifying your ideal client type is one of, if not, uh, well, I guess not the most important thing is client experience is that um, it's one of the most important things you can do because it like ultimately, um, it kind of, it shifts the direction of your branding more so than anything else would. So identifying your ideal client type goes into a few different aspects and again, I go way more in depth on this in the previous live stream that I did last week so go watch that if you guys haven't seen it. But in essence, there are uh, a few different client types that are mostly prevalent inside the United States, right? There are the the high-end, the luxurious uh, fine art style clients that usually photographers charge like seven, eight, sometimes more than ten thousand dollars to shoot. You have the destination style couple, which are also kind of fine art, also luxurious, but they're having a destination wedding. Um, you have the adventure elopements style style of clients. You have the more mainstream clients, which are typically just super laid back. They want a great photographer. They care deeply about photos, but they're just having a normal wedding, a mainstream wedding. Uh, you could call it in a, with a beautiful venue at a city in the United States usually, and there's nothing like super niche about it. Um, those are a lot of the weddings that we shoot and we attract a lot of those, um, kind of more adventurous laid back style, candid, adventurous style couples. There's a lot of words that I just kind of put in there. Um, but it really does kind of just like describe our ideal client type. Um, and pretty much as far as like identifying those types of people, you really just want to niche down and decide what type of weddings that you want to shoot. There's also like the price shopper market, which is like under, I'd say $1,500. Um, and those are kind of just all over the place. You might get some high-end couples in there who just don't really care that much about photography, or you could find some amazing couples that just don't have a great budget. Uh, you know, both kind of live down there, but typically that market is flooded with people who don't really care that much about photography and they're okay to save money if it means sacrificing some quality um but as far as like the mainstream weddings those are typically the easiest to get booked if you are kind of um just more along the lines of starting out and you've got maybe um even like if you have only shot a wedding or two or if you have a few dozen weddings uh, if you just kind of want to shoot in that mainstream market charge between two and four thousand dollars you know it's it's really easy to market to book in Um, and a lot of those like Uh, couples, they really want a lot of the client experience that I already talked about. Right, It's having a low-stress, laid-back day. They want a more photojournalistic-slash-candid-style photographer. You will have the people that like different actual styles of editing. So you'll have people who like the dark and moody and the browns and the romantic colors. You will have people who like the uh, super bright and airy and colorful photographs. And obviously, and you'll attract those types of people, whenever you post your images. Um, Cause obviously if somebody wants bright and airy and you're dark and moody, they're probably not going to inquire for you uh, usually. Um, so you'll get those people naturally, but oh, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> if you are wanting to kind of niche down, and shoot maybe just adventure elopements, or shoot only luxurious high-end weddings or only destination weddings, then that will influence your branding, okay? And that's kind of the the most that I wanted to touch on as far as identifying your ideal client type here um, because I dive in way deeper on that previous live stream. And Kimberly says, also, why do you do these live sessions? I'm new and very thankful for your passion to share knowledge. Thank you. So I do these live sessions for um, a few reasons. Number one is I have, um, so pretty much these are free because I have a paid mentorship program. Um, And that I didn't really want to pitch that on this live stream, but pretty much it's a one-on-one, both um, one-on-one and in a group kind of setting where I have a video course, I have ongoing coaching, and it's designed to teach you how to book weddings using paid advertising um, and then kind of transition from paid advertising into writing a referral wave and really like expanding your business um, where you can use ads as a vehicle to get booked and book out your calendars and then using other free methods like social media and SEO and vendor relationships and all kinds of other things to ride that referral wave, as I call it, after you have already been shooting for a few years. So that's the um, the whole reason I do these live streams, obviously, is to provide you guys with free content, as long as I can speak, cause I'm having trouble speaking tonight. Um, and then also for all the people who want the one-on-one support, um, that is kind of what is paying for these free live streams for you guys. So these are just here to give you guys some value and just to empower and inspire you guys to go out and create amazing content and change couples lives. And then if you want to work with me one-on-one and pay me for my time, then go for it, but it's not required. So that's the, that's the whole purpose of these, um, Thank you for identifying my passion to share knowledge because I do love, like, just for me, like, I love being a person who is kind of like more in a leadership position and um, inspiring other people to do things. Like, I originally wanted to start a YouTube channel to do this, um, but with YouTube, like, you really have to grind it out and you don't really get um, an income from you. I think you guys, okay, we should still be here. I don't know what just happened. I think my Zoom just crashed, um, but I am here. If you guys can hear and see me, um, I'm also really dark, so I'm gonna increase my increase my uh, exposure. There, am I still am I still live? Can you guys see me? Hang on, let me refresh and make sure we're still live. We should still be live. Yeah, I think we are. Okay. So sorry about that. I don't know how that affected the recording. Uh, We're still recording, so it should be good. Um, Okay. Yes, we're still live. Perfect. So yeah, that that is why I do these live streams. Um, But going back to uh, branding. So identifying your ideal client type obviously is super, super important as far as shifting your branding into a certain position. So like I said, if you are going for those high-end luxurious clients, you really want to uh, stylize your website and stylize your entire branding around that one thing because doing so will attract those types of buyers to you. And then same thing if you're wanting to do adventure elopements or same thing if you're wanting to do destination weddings. Like I like shifting your branding to just focus on those things super super important as far as attracting those types of clients in. Now, so obviously that's one of the most important parts of branding is identifying actually like who you are branding towards, right? So what's the second most important thing? Having a website so if you guys are in the group obviously all of you guys watching this live are you know i do website reviews every now and then so i might do one here soon but pretty much like the entire um purpose of me talking about a website here pretty much is that you guys need a website and that website needs to be more than just a portfolio page super super important Um, i'm seeing some more viewers come on here so uh, it looks like we are um we are getting in numbers um Ari said at Ari, if I said your name wrong, sorry, will there be a replay of this? There will be a replay of this. There'll be in the group also on YouTube and my podcast channel and also audio version on Apple music. No Apple podcast, Apple music. I said that like three times now, Apple podcast and Spotify. If you guys want to watch the replay. Um, but most importantly, it's in this Facebook group. So, um, anyway, going back to the website, um, Pretty much, you if you have a website, it needs to be more than just a portfolio page. Okay. It really needs to focus on you, most importantly, the experience that you can provide your ideal clients and your expertise that you have inside the actual like wedding photography industry, right? You want to show reviews, you want to show um, any authority pieces, like if you've been published or if you've been featured or whatever, you want to show um, having educational blog posts are absolutely amazing, but really the most important part of your website, the most like if you guys don't take anything outside out of this live stream, take this, okay, um, take this and the client experience, um, having a website, the whole purpose of it is designed to take your clients along a buyer journey, okay? That means speaking to the problems that they are having right now, which usually is not having a photographer, having to plan a wedding and going through the stress of it, having to find vendors, not just you, um, venues, vendors, whatever, and the risk of hiring a wedding photographer that might end up being like a shit photographer. And excuse me for cussing, but... It's the truth. A lot of couples are really, really nervous about hiring a photographer because they have no idea if that photographer is going to be good or not. So, and, and that's why I do everything as far as guiding my couples along a buyer journey um, and then also getting them on the phone and just making sure that we're going to have an amazing uh, client experience that we're going to be able to provide to them. I feel like that's also like, it's really important for me to get to know the couple, but it's also really important for the couple to get to know me, okay? So having a website, Um, If you guys don't have it, I have a PDF guide called the Bookmore Weddings Guide. It's in the guide section of this Facebook group. Um, And I actually go through this on text. Also, I have some replays of live streams that actually go into website design. Um, I do website reviews. I talk about a whole lot of stuff as far as actual websites go. So if you guys want to go rewatch those, go for it. It's in there. But um, as far as kind of keeping things short on this live stream, really, if you have a website, make sure it's not just a portfolio page, pretty much. Like You want to be able to show your work, obviously, but you want to talk about who you are. Have a really detailed about me section. Go into your process on shooting and booking weddings. Like, What is it actually going to look like if your couples hire you? Talk about your brand promise, which is what I talk about in my website where I show like, hey, this is candid, adventurous, and authentic wedding photography for couples who love to have fun. What type of photographer are you? what type of clients do you serve, where you're located is super important that not a lot of people talk about, um, like actually show where you live in the, in the actual website. That's super important. Um, and then obviously like showing off who you are, showing off how you shoot weddings. Um, and then also having a really detailed contact form is super important. Um, I do have a question. I got a question for next time. Can we talk about how to get on preferred vendor lists? Um, That's a good idea. Actually, I think I I think that actually is going to be a pretty good uh, topic for a live stream. So I will definitely consider doing that. Um, We um, like for preferred vendor lists. I know that's really popular at a lot of venues. Um, We are on some preferred vendor lists for venues. We don't really get a lot of referrals from it, though, which is kind of strange. So it's not something that I super uh, focus on and it's not something that I would say like just do by itself, but it can get you some good referrals and can get you some good weddings booked. We've definitely gotten referrals from other vendors, other venues, um, but it's not something that is super um, what's what's the word I should use? like super fruitful, super lucrative. I guess I would say in Arbus specifically. I think it's um, like after you build up a network and you get things going and you've been shooting for like a year or two, um, like having a high volume of weddings, then I think that that will really, really benefit you. But the problem with forming vendor relationships and everything and getting on preferred vendor lists is it's really hard to do that. Uh, if you like, aren't currently shooting, like it's like you have to usually shoot a wedding with these people or contact them and do something special, like a styled shoot or get to know them or do something for them, um, in kind of exchange of getting their referral. Um, Kimberly said it's not high yield. I would say it is high yield because it has a, it definitely has a great return on investment. It usually you're investing nothing. It's great. Um, It's just not super. I would say consistent. If that's my answer to it, I think it's really really good to do, but it's not something that you should rely on, especially if you are more in the beginning stages of your wedding business. That's what I will say. Um, I know what is best to get a referral from past client. Those tend to be most powerful. Yes, those are great, but also like planner referrals and vendor referrals. Um, they they are really really great. It's just not something to focus on um, by itself. You definitely should have other marketing um, kind of backups there. My opinion is paid advertising because that's what has worked the best for us, and that's what I teach, and it's worked the best for my students. But um, I definitely will say that getting on preferred vendor list is really important, and it will benefit you down the line for sure. Um, so. That's that's one thing. I, actually, that's something that I wanted to talk about later for marketing. So um, we are getting uh, touching into the marketing section of this a little bit. But let's jump back to website design and um, and doing all that stuff. So pretty much like you've heard my rant on website design. If you guys are in the group. Um, I will do more website reviews and talk about a little bit more of how to structure your website in future live streams. If you guys are not inside the Facebook group, again, it's fulltimeweddingpro.com. Go in there, um, look at some of the case studies so you know that this stuff works and then also join the group. Super, super valuable for you guys. So two more things I want to touch on before we get into the marketing aspect is number one, using a CRM software. Um, This is something that's going to be really brief, but if you are not using a CRM software, Get a CRM software, and what CRM means is customer relationship management. I think that's what it means. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Um, and and pretty much, it is a website software uh, like Honey. It's not a website software. It's a software like Honeybook, um, or Tave, or Dubsado. And pretty much, what a CRM platform does for you is it allows you to send your couples a um, online uh, contract and invoice so they can sign everything. They can pay you on the phone uh, or over the phone, like over their cell phones or online. Um, You can send automatic emails to them. You can follow up with them. You can even sometimes deliver photos through the the CRM software. Um, You can set up automations. You can set up accounting and reporting and payroll sometimes. like There's so many things you can do. The the bare bones basics of having a CRM software really is... um, just being able to send your clients contracts and invoices. Now I use HoneyBook specifically. Um, I use HoneyBook uh, not only for clients um, for like obviously having things notated down and organized. um, Like I use it for everything pretty much. Um, I really do recommend HoneyBook. It's $40 a month. If you guys want to, um, HoneyBook has a referral program. So if you know somebody who has it, they can get you 50% off for the first year. Um, I can also get you guys 50% off for the first year. It is an affiliate link, so it pays me. So if you guys want that link and you're in the Facebook group, just let me know. um, and I'll shoot you over the link. If you want it, it'll get you 50% off. So I think it's $20 a month for your first year. Um, and it's really great. So like if you if you guys don't use a CRM, use a CRM. And that's pretty much all I wanted to say as far as that stuff goes. So, <laughs> excuse me. Like I said, my voice is crazy. So let's talk about the last thing for branding, and then I'm gonna really briefly touch on marketing. Um, the last thing for branding, which actually just got a new comment. Um, it says, "Plus, Honeybook has a community." And lead photographers post second shooter opportunities. That is very true. Um, If you guys want some second shooter opportunities or just some extra work uh, with a community, HoneyBook is great. Also, if you were concerned about SEO, um, if you put your website in the community tab on HoneyBook, it provides you with a backlink. Little tidbit there you're welcome. All right. So let's move on to the last part of branding, which is pricing. Okay. Now I have done a lot of live streams on pricing. So if you guys are new to me, um, I kind of have like a little bit of a different approach to pricing weddings. And it's, it's like, I don't see a lot of people talking about this, but being in my position where I've gotten to know a lot of photographers around um, not only the U S but around the world, um, and then also like doing the research to um, like actually make a pricing module inside of my paid mentorship program. I know what the market overall in the United States supports. Okay. And you could actually do your own research here. And if you want to like prove me right, go on Google and, and do like spend an hour or two and do research on wedding photography in the United States. The average wedding photographer in the United States typically charges between two, in $3,000, sometimes up to three dollars to $4,000 if they're a little bit more experienced. So if you guys have watched my live streams before, you know that I say if you are in an average market and not a super, super like rural town, like I live in currently, because um, so I feel you guys who do, if you live in, like if you live near a big city or if you live kind of in a town that is generally like decent in size, it doesn't have to be like a huge city, Um, you can charge between two and $4,000 for your wedding photography, even if you've only charged, or even if you've only shot like a few weddings. Um, I live, so currently we live in, um, the tri-city area in Tennessee and it's really, really freaking, um. It's really cheap to live here. I will say it's one of the like more poverty stricken areas in the United States. And so is um, North Carolina, which is where we're moving to, but I live near Knoxville, Tennessee and Nashville, Tennessee, kind of, and Charlotte, North Carolina, like a little bit bigger cities. So we charge typically on average four to $5,000. And usually those types of clients that have that budget are within the bigger city areas. However, we do get some weddings that are around the three K mark and up Um, Like between three and $4,000, who are a little bit more local to us. So you don't have to be in a really big place to do this. It is the easiest possible to book weddings if you are priced between two and $4,000. Like I didn't make that up. It's actually like proven because most couples know, like if you do the research, literally Google will tell you that is the average cost of wedding photography. So um, most couples expect to charge that much. Now, obviously, not, not everybody has a budget for that. But if your client, um, has a desire to have amazing images and a great client experience and maybe they don't have a budget for five ten thousand dollar weddings they will usually expect to spend two to four thousand dollars okay so pricing yourself in that market is the number one way to book weddings like possible because if you're charging like if you're like a, a full beginner and you haven't shot a wedding before, It's totally fine to charge like less than $2,000. So don't get me wrong there. It's even like, it's totally okay to do one for free. Okay. Um, So don't get that twisted. But if you have two to three weddings under your belt, you kind of know the flow a little bit. You know how to shoot a wedding um, and you can provide some pretty decent images. You can at least start at $2,000. As long as you have a website and you have marketing down, you know your ideal client type you want to shoot for and you can provide a good client experience. It's the entire purpose of this live stream, right? Talking about all those fundamentals here. So that's what I will say. And that's kind of the majority of things I'll touch on right here is having preset packages starting at $2,000. If you, again, have a couple weddings under your belt, you have a website and you know how to get those clients to your website. Easiest way to book weddings by far, okay? Again, if you're like charging within like that 1500 area or below, you're gonna be competing with a lot of other beginner photographers and you're gonna be in that price shopper market where couples only care about a bargain. So that's, again... Not the best market to be in. Just letting you guys know, Kimberly or Kimberly, I called you Kimberly. I'm so sorry. Kimberly said, "Shot my first wedding in June of this year, and the couple paid twenty eight hundred dollars, no questions asked." There's proof right there, guys. Like, come on. I couldn't have. Thank you for that, Kimberly. Um, couldn't have asked for a better comment right there. So that's perfect. So exactly right. Most couples expect to spend two to three thousand dollars. If they have a budget, usually they'll spend three to four thousand um, dollars, and then if you are a little bit more experienced, you have several dozen weddings under your belt and you've been shooting for a couple of years um, like us, then you can charge more than $4,000. It's typically what like full-time professionals charge. They usually go above $4,000. You do kind of need to be in a little bit of a bigger location or near a bigger location. Um, I mean, there are some couples that have a budget who live in like really rural areas, but typically the majority of like, over four thousand dollars, you're going to need to be at least in or near a bigger city. Like Nashville is not a huge city, but we definitely have a lot of clients who live there. Charlotte's not a huge city, same thing. Atlanta, Georgia is is huge, um, and, and and so on. So, right, just just that's my advice for pricing. Now, let's touch on the third thing, the third and final thing, and then I will go ahead and wrap this live stream up because we've been talking for a little bit over an hour now, at least as far as in my group. Um, I I do want to talk a little bit about marketing here. And um, again, this is going to be one of those situations where I'm like, hey, I have videos on this. I have an entire PDF downloadable guide for booking weddings using Facebook ads. And I have a mentorship program, which I will tell you guys about a little bit later. Um, Not on the podcast because you have to be in the group to get information on that. But Inside that 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 um, PDF guide, I do actually go over our process for booking weddings with paid advertising. So if you guys are in the group and you haven't downloaded that PDF guide, do so. Okay, paid advertising, specifically through Facebook and Instagram, is one of the best vehicles that you can use to at your advantage to book weddings, like. Even if you've only shot a couple weddings, you can use it. That's how we started. Literally, like that was one of the only things that I did specifically to book out my 2021. And we are almost booked for 2022. Again, mostly through just using paid advertising um, through Facebook and Instagram. Like most of our clients, I'd say for me specifically come through Instagram. Hannah's actually come a little bit more through Facebook. Um but typically like using pet advertising, it's not super hard. It, it can be a little bit of a, advanced if you are especially like very new to it, but literally just putting up an advertisement, using the ads manager, targeting engaged couples in your area, testing out advertisements, like different images, different website copy or different ad copies, excuse me, um, to see which, um, like which advertisement actually works really, really well as far as generating clicks through to your website. And then obviously if your website is really good, you'll generate inquiries in, like it's a a whole system. So if you guys want to learn more about paid advertising, number one is go to the guide section of my Facebook group, join the Facebook group if you're not in the Facebook group and download that PDF guide for free. Number two is if you want one-on-one help um, and you're in the Facebook group, I will let you know how you can um, potentially join the mentorship program. You have to go through an interview process for it but um, it is it is available to you guys if you want one-on-one help. So what I will talk about obviously is paid advertising. One of the best ways to do it um, through Facebook and Instagram, not boosting posts. Don't boost posts. That is not the way to do it. Um, Kimberlyn said, how much do you think a person starting out should budget for paid ads? Um, so it depends. If you have like no idea how to do paid advertising and you don't invest in education for it, Don't do much because you're going to have to do a lot of trial and error. So just be willing to potentially lose like a couple hundred dollars uh, because you don't really know the ropes and you're going to have to do a lot of trial and error. If you do have a mentor like myself or like whoever else, there's a lot of people who teach Facebook ads. Um, if you have a, an educator, a mentor, somebody that you can go to and ask questions, then it's totally fine to put a little bit more into your advertisements. We typically spend one to $300 to get weddings booked. Now, I will say that's kind of on average. Sometimes it's a little bit more. Sometimes it is a lot less. Like I literally just put up an advertisement a couple of weeks ago. Um, I guess it was just a week ago. And on my live stream that I did on Friday, I had spent I think ten dollars total on the ad. And on my live stream, I got an inquiry from the ad. And like I said, it was like ten bucks. I hadn't even done anything special. It was just one advertisement that I sent people to my website. They read through, they inquired. Um, that doesn't happen every time. Usually, on average, it's between like one and three hundred dollars for us to book a four to five K wedding. Um, We start at 3K for like small weddings and elopements, but typically four and five is our, our average price point. So that's kind of what you can expect to be spending if you are doing paid advertising. Again, don't waste your time boosting posts. Go through the ads manager. It's on Facebook. Like it says ads manager, go through that. Actually target engaged couples because you can't do that whenever you're just boosting posts, you have to like go through interest and it doesn't work. So just target engaged couples. You can add in specific interests if you know what type of client that you want to shoot for. That's something I also teach in my mentorship program. Um, and then just let it run for a few dollars a day. Don't spend a whole lot of money on it in the beginning because you don't know what's going to work. Um, and just get something out there like that. Starting imperfectly is better than not starting at all. I, that's what I will say. Now, the other two things, um, or I guess the other three things that I want to talk about really, really briefly is social media. So if you are in kind of like the the scenario where you have not booked a wedding yet, or you've maybe only shot one, it is totally fine and totally acceptable to join Facebook groups and comment your website on posts that, and I'm cringing just saying this, posts that are looking for a photographer. So... (laughs) I have a lot of, like, I have a love-hate relationship with the strategy. Um, And the reason why is because there's usually, like, no matter what group you're in, if somebody posts that they're looking for a wedding photographer, there's, like, 300 comments or something ridiculous on that post. Um, And the odds are you're going to get lost in a sea of comments. But I will say that we have booked weddings from using that strategy. And you guys might even see me nowadays. Like, if I'm just scrolling like on Facebook and not really doing anything. And I see one of those posts, I'll still comment my website, even though we have like over, um, we've got 30 weddings this year and almost 30 for next year. Like I will still comment my website just because if somebody sees it and it's a free wedding, then great. If not, I don't really care that much. Like I, I will just like comment, say, hey, um, let me know more information. Here's what we do. Here's our starting point. And if you want to inquire, go for it. I don't really tie a lot of time into it, number one. Um, and I don't really rely on it, obviously, as our main strategy. Our main strategy is actual paid ads. But if you guys are in a position where um, you are are kind of just starting out again and you really want to like get some weddings booked really quickly, um, you can definitely do that strategy. It doesn't work the the best and most consistent, but you can book weddings from it. It has been proven um, by me and by a lot of other photographers who do it. So that is definitely something that you can do. Um, you can also post in those groups. If you have a sale going on, you can post an offer, you can post whatever. Um, and that does work sometimes as well. Again, don't make it your only strategy. Um, the other thing you can do with social media too, is you can just post on Instagram and on Facebook. You can get engagement going. You can, um, use hashtags for location specific um, like topics people might be searching for. Like if you live in a city like Nashville, you could t- um, hashtag Nashville wedding photographer or whatever else you can target like with your hashtags. You can actually do specific like pages so they can... Um, Uh, like shout you out and stuff like that. It doesn't happen that often, but you can do that. So that's just something that you can do. You can stay active on social media. You can run giveaways if you want to do that to increase your follower count. You can do a Facebook group. That usually works really well as well. Like there's so many things that you can do on social media. Um, So going back, advertising, one of the best ways to do it. Okay. So, you know, I'm not saying do social media only, like pair that up with advertising. I probably just like blew out my mic there. Um, so sorry if that was like really loud, um, pair up advertising with social media and, and it, it kind of like wraps itself around and, um, and it kind of like fills in the gaps a little bit. Now, number two is, or I guess number three is vendor relationships. So I did touch on this briefly. Okay. So on your wedding day, it is really, really, really important to like actually form unique and um, special. And um, what should I say? Like strong bonds with the wedding vendors that are there. Like every single wedding we shoot, I go up to a wedding vendor, whether it's a planner or a DJ or whatever. And I say, Hey, we're the photographers for the day. Obviously I actually, so I actually usually talk to them before the wedding day, but if it's a situation, like if I'm second shooting for Hannah and I haven't talked to them yet, I will usually like say, Hey, we're shooting the wedding today. Like, do you need anything specific? Do you want headshots? Do you want action shots? Like, what do you want us to cover? Um, and typically like, they're like, oh no, it's okay. I don't need anything. But sometimes like, they're like, oh yeah, can you grab a picture of this? Like that would help me out a lot. And we're like, yeah, sure. Like I'll do that for you. And then every single wedding we do, we send the gallery to every wedding vendor. We send them to the venue. We send them to the planner. We send them to the hairstylist, the makeup, the DJ, the catering company, everybody. Like we give them the work for free so that way they can post it. And you would be surprised Just doing that, how many referrals you can get, because a lot of photographers don't care. A lot of photographers don't take that extra step to satisfy the wedding vendors they're working with. So make that extra step, put the work into it to form relationships. So that way you don't have to message people on Instagram. Like you don't have to cold outreach to a venue and say, Hey, do you want headshots uh, in exchange for me being on your preferred vendor list? Because like typically they don't really want that. Like typically they have good photographers that they already recommend to people. So the way to get in on that is to provide an amazing experience to those people, okay? Super, super, super important. So that is the number one thing I wanna talk to you about vendor and venue relationships is give them something that other photographers are not giving them, which is your time and your attention and your care to help them out. Um, You can even go as far as shouting them out on your social media, guys. Like I do that sometimes with planners. I will share their work. Hannah does that all the time, not only with planners, but also other photographers, because you like if you connect with other photographers in your area, you ha- you never know. Like if you make a really good impact on them, you never know if they're going to refer you to a client that maybe they're booked on their wedding day so just make an effort to form a community around yourself and don't make it a transaction like don't go to somebody don't go to a wedding planner and be like hey do you want headshots in exchange for um a referral like probably don't do that like just ask like if you want to do that just go up to them and like hey say hey like i noticed you haven't posted a lot of headshots recently um i'm in the area i'm just wanting to kind of fill out a network like do you want me to come by and do some free headshots for you and usually they're like, no, we're good. But sometimes you'll be like, yeah, like go for it. But don't ask them for anything in retire That's the number one thing. You don't want to just like, you don't want to make it a conversation or sorry. You don't want to make it a transaction. You want to make it a conversation and a real relationship. Okay. Now you can also um, market these, not market, but you can also like go to these people and you could be a little bit more direct in your approach too. As long as you're genuine about it, you could literally say like, hey, I don't know if you already have a team of of, um, vendors that you refer people to, but I'm trying to kind of form an A team here. And I'm trying to like, I want to make sure that um, I'm connecting with really good vendors who care about their couples, because I kind of want to form a preferred vendor list of my own. Um, And you can literally just say like, hey, um, I want to ask you a couple questions about the types of clients that you serve and what you do. And you know, if I like what you do or whatever, then like you can be on my preferred vendor list and just reaching out to them and providing them that experience. It gives value to them. You're not just asking for value for yourself. You're giving them value. Um, I don't want to touch too more on this because this is something that I am teaching inside the mentorship program um, a lot more in depth, but this is this is kind of like the Spark Notes version of it. And I'm going to get a drink again. we have been going for an hour and 15 minutes. Um i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up soon i promise so that's my rant about vendor relationships my last rant here is about seo um so here's the thing some of you guys might know that i used to work with an seo um person in the uh, the photography industry um he's a really really good friend i love him to death his program is amazing if you guys want to learn seo Um, like, and you you just want to learn SEO. You don't want to learn anything else. Uh, his name is Jeff Armstrong. He has an amazing SEO program. Um, it is a high ticket program. It's expensive, but it is really, really good. If you want to do SEO me personally, I like Facebook ads better because you can really control things, but I do use SEO as a backup, um, to make sure that like whenever we're not running advertisements, we are still getting referrals. Okay. Now, um, I don't know my exact stats on my SEO, but last month I know that we got over 300 visits to my website all organically through Google, okay? So SEO is something that I do teach inside my mentorship program, secondary to running advertisements, okay? SEO is super, super important, all right? Now, what are the type of things that you can do with SEO? Number one is blogging. Now, I'm probably gonna get some heat for this. Um, You don't have to blog like every day, okay? You don't have to blog all the time. You don't have to like um, come up with like all kinds of, of really important advice articles or anything all the time. Like you can do this periodically and kind of in the background. Um, you can do client blogs, you can show off images, you can show off, um, like the actual story of your clients. You can show off vendors and venues in your area. You can give actual advice in your blog articles, blogs, rank so freaking well and so easily if you have the other pieces in place, which I teach again inside my mentorship program more in depth. Um, But like doing blogs, is one of the most easy way, one of the easiest ways, excuse me, um, to rank and to get some organic traffic from Google. Okay. Um, Now blogs don't typically convert the best like advertisements. You can get like a hundred clicks to your website and usually convert one or two of them. Blogs, you might get like a thousand people to your website and you might not even see an inquiry, but it's free, right? And, and the more traffic you can get, the better. So that's just one thing you can do. You can also do like location specific things. Like if you are specifically in this one city and you want to rank for that one city, then you can go and you can talk about keywords and you can add in um, some backlinks and, and and some other website copy designed around that one location. Again, I don't want to get too in-depth on this because this is something that is really valuable to teach um, like privately. Um, so just keep in mind that SEO is one of the things you can do, and you can actually learn a lot about SEO just from free resources on YouTube. So that is kind of the ending of what I want to talk about for SEO, because again, it's not my main thing. Uh, Facebook ads and Instagram ads are my main thing, but SEO is, and can be really, really important for your business. So that is pretty much, um, everything that I wanted to talk about. It was a long live stream. I usually only go for like 45 minutes. We'd be going an hour and 15 minutes. Um, The podcast, I'm not exactly sure how long it is, but if you guys enjoyed, um, for all of you listening to the podcast and and maybe watching the video on YouTube, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, again, I'm going to be releasing two episodes per month um, ongoing from now. And again, if you want live streams every single week instead of just twice a month, and you want the actual one-on-one support with me, go and join my Facebook group. Again, is fulltimeweddingpro.com. I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here, but I'm going to continue the live stream for just a few minutes to do a and a So if you guys, again, are watching the podcast or listening to it, thank you for being here. Thank you for enjoying and sticking through with me. I know it was a long video. Um, there's going to be a lot more of these to come and I can't wait to put out more podcast episodes. So I will see you next time.